Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. In this how-to and identity episode, we will look at the biblical understanding of money, wealth, and prosperity, and how an adjustment of your thinking and behavior about money to God's way will lead to fulfilling your financial destiny. Let's begin with what the Word has to say about this topic. God's view of money is very different than the world's. Many of the great men of faith in the Bible were extraordinarily wealthy. God delights in the prosperity of his people. He loves to lavish people with his blessings. Psalm 35:27 says, Let them shout for joy and rejoice, who favor my vindication, and let them say continually, The Lord be magnified, who delights in the prosperity of his servant. God himself gives his people the power to be wealthy. Deuteronomy 8.18 says, But you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who is giving you the power to make wealth, and he may confirm his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is to this day, and even gave us the covenantal conditions to promise this wealth. God didn't leave us without instructions. He told us clearly that when we listen and obey, we can stay on God's track for blessings and not curses. Deuteronomy chapter 28 teaches that if we listen and obey, we will be blessed with wealth of all kinds, not just financial. We need to remember that all we have is God's, and we need to honor him with our money, our time, treasure, and talents. Proverbs 3, 9, 10 says, Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all you produce, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. So let's take a few minutes to talk about tithing. God gave us the principle of tithing for our benefit, not his. Giving to God returns multiplied when you have the proper heart posture. Tithing is giving God your first fruits. That means that you make him your first priority. When you give with the proper heart posture, your small percentage blesses the whole. Romans 11:16a says, If the first portion is holy, so is the whole batch. We are called to be generous because God is generous and we are made in his likeness. We are to be generous like him. Luke 6:38 says, Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured onto your lap. For with this measure you use, it will be measured back to you. We must learn to receive graciously so we can give cheerfully. People will know us by our fruit when we have given with a pure heart and reflect God's character. God multiplies and blesses your gift when you are giving to God with a pure heart. Luke 16, 10-12 says, He who is faithful in a very little thing is also faithful in much. And he who is dishonest in very little thing is also dishonest in much. Therefore, if you have been faithful in the use of earthy wealth, who will entrust the true riches to you? And if you have not been faithful in the use of that earthly wealth, which belongs to another, whether God or man, and of which you are a trustee, who will give you that which is your own? We hurt ourselves when we don't honor God with our tithes and first fruits. We leave God out and forget that everything is his in the first place. Malachi 3, 8 through 10 says, Will a man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, How have we robbed you? 
in tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse for robbing me and the whole nation of you. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, so that there may be food in my house, and test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows. Even though there is a curse for not honoring God with a tithe, there is a challenge here to test to see how he blesses those who do honor him. Isaiah 48:17 says, Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you to profit, who leads you in the way you should go. God wants us to properly steward the resources that he gives us. Matthew 25:23 says, His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. We learn here that God rewards faithfulness with increased blessings and responsibility. He wants us to show him and ourselves that we can be trusted with his blessings. I wanted to take a moment here to just simply address the people who believe that God is anti-prosperity. You can see from the verses that have been shared here, God is not against prosperity, but there is something that he is against, and that's selfishness. If your desire for money exceeds your desire for him, then that does not get blessed. That is the part that you need to watch and guard your heart for. God doesn't want you to be prosperous for yourself. He wants you to be prosperous for others. And your wealth should always glorify God. The Lord wants to heal all hindrances that you have related to money. I will share a few of mine and how the Lord helped me overcome them. The first one I had to overcome was the lie that being rich in money is synonymous to being greedy. The truth is that understanding God and money and his principle of money will never lead to greed and will always lead to great wealth. The Lord showed me that money is a neutral thing. It is only made good or bad based on the hearts of the people who use it. Having been raised by a mother who was materialistic and put things ahead of relationships, I had an unconscious issue where I pushed away money and even developed a fear of success because I was afraid of having a lot of money would change me to be more selfish and lead to an idol worship of it. But the Lord showed me that that was not my heart, it was not my tendency. I had unknowingly pushed away blessings because of the fear of having a lot of money. If your desire for money outweighs your desire for God, or if your worry about money outweighs your faith that God is your provider, then money is a problem in your life. Money by itself can never satisfy. It was never designed to fill the God-shaped hole in your heart. Your high-paying job is not your provider. Jehovah Jireh is. When you have a proper understanding of God and money, God will bless you because then he can trust you to use that money for his glory and purposes. The second lie that I needed to work through is that I believe that certain people were blessed with financial blessings, and others were not. The truth is that as a child of the living God, I am worthy of God's plentiful harvest, 
and so are you. The Lord shared that he chose me long ago for a big financial harvest, and I felt him testing whether I believed him for that financial promise. I needed to take a step of faith that would prove that I believed God for this. The Lord was challenging me with my issue of unworthiness, and here's a conversation that he and I had about it. Lord, I feel like you're testing me with this money promise by making me take this step, this investment in that future. And he said, is testing my prerogative? And I said, yes, absolutely. I guess you needed to know that I could be trusted with it. And he said, no, I needed you to know that you can be trusted with it. I know everything, remember? And I laughed and said, oh, yeah, right, Lord. He chose you for a financial blessing because he trusts you. Now what you need to do is trust him. That conversation really struck me. He really trusted me with money. He chose me for a blessing before the foundations of the earth were laid. He tested me to see if I would learn to trust myself. That was a big one for me. The third issue that I needed to overcome was my belief that only financially educated professionals were qualified to receive large sums of money from God. The truth is, I am qualified because I am rich in faith, believing that God will guide me in how to manage that level of money was important. Believing God is your qualifier. When I was taking the Fulfill Financial Destiny class for my doctorate, there were some biblical declarations that we were asked to speak over ourselves to help us connect with the truth. And the one I really connected with was, I am rich in faith. In one awesome journal conversation the Lord had during this class, he was healing me of the lie of unworthiness. And by talking to me about why I had so many times in my life when I was underpaid, undervalued, not paid for services at all, and he said, I allowed people to rob and steal from you to teach you that your value does not come from what you do, but who you are and whose you are. I am the one who gives and takes away. Those experiences were humbling, and although unfair in the natural, they molded your character so that you would treat people with more fairness than you had been treated. You needed to be molded by these painful experiences to be able to handle such a blessing. He's talking about the promise that he has given me. You were chosen long ago for this future. Everything that happens in your life happens for a reason. So thank me for these painful experiences. Know that the truth is not that you are unworthy of receiving your value, but that in not receiving it, I was multiplying and magnifying it for you. Those blessings are waiting for you in the future and are all part of your harvest. God wants you to have his wisdom about money. Money is fluid. Money is a tool that the Holy Spirit uses to help you with your life purpose and calling. The Holy Spirit is also described in liquid language. The flow of the Holy Spirit is like the flow of the river of living water. Money is described as cash flow and liquidity. The Lord gave me a vision of water pumping into my cupped hands, with a well then overflowing into a stream that turned into a mighty river. 
This vision helped me understand that money is to flow from God into my cupped hands and out for his purposes. He showed me that with fisted hands, no water can flow through my hands at all. I need to keep my hands cupped open to receive from God and allow it to flow out to others as his will directs. This speaks of trusting God to be the one who allows the money to flow to you and through you. When you hang on to your money with a tight fist, you prevent God from blessing you with it. Everything you have is God's anyway. You are just a steward of those blessings. Now let's talk for a moment about the principle, the law of sowing and reaping. It had more layers than I realized when I studied this. 2 Corinthians 9.6 says, Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. In Galatians 6, 7, it says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. What I hadn't realized when I was studying this is this law works for everything. You can sow your time, your talents, your prayers, your money, your words. You can be intentional about the harvest that you are working toward by being aware that that's true. In actuality, it really should be called sowing waiting, and reaping. Since the crops need time to grow and plant, so our seeds of faith need time to grow into a harvest. But if you are continually sowing, you will be continually harvesting. Consistency is important with sowing and reaping, and generosity leads to greater harvests. Sowing and reaping is a heavenly law that works regardless of what you're talking about. But the core is always your heart motivation. Giving 10% with a stingy heart returns only in stinginess and lack. Giving 10% with a pure heart can return 10 to 100% more because God is moved to multiply it because of your heart. Time you spend with God credits you for favor here and in heaven. Holy habits of abiding like worship, praise, prayer, and face-to-face encounters with God are seeds sown in fertile ground and reap God's favor. The way you spend your time reveals your treasures. What is the most important thing to you? Do you use your talents to serve God or yourself? And you don't have to be in formal ministry working at a church to serve God with your talents. Reflecting his love doing whatever you do day by day is sowing blessings in fertile ground. Everything is a seed. Every word you speak, every action you take, it either has the capacity to grow into a healthy fruit-bearing plant, or it's a weed that can take over the garden of your heart. Here's what the Lord had to say about sowing and reaping. Sow generously and expectantly. Believe me for the harvest. Tithe faithfully with a generous heart. Be patient as you wait on my promises. Step out in faith when I ask you to do something scary even if it doesn't make sense to the world. Stay in the word and prioritize time with me. Seek and ask for wisdom to sow seeds consistently as you wait for the promises to come to pass. Remember that my law of sowing and reaping is absolute. So guard your heart and sow only in my direction and not for yourself. Wrap your seeds in faith and watch what I do as you cooperate me for your blessings.
My journey with God learning about his view of money has changed my mission related to it. I don't think small like I used to. The Lord gave me an idea that would require a massive amount of money, and he has promised that he will pour out that blessing soon, and I believe him. Of course, there are additional challenges that come with massive financial blessings. Where much is given, much is required. It's a humbling position to be in, but remember who your father is. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. To all that he has for you, say yes and amen, and believe him for it, and declare out loud, I am rich in faith. Before we dive into our encounter today, I wanted to take a moment to ask you for a blessing. If you have learned some new things and have drawn closer to God by this podcast, please pray for the Lord to multiply it and allow the Lord to pop a few names into your spirit for whom you could share this podcast with. Simply text or email them the link to the pattyej.podbean.com site and let them know why you've been blessed by it. And please check out my books, journals, and downloadable resources at pattysadala.com shop. And remember the code EJPOD to receive 10% off everything, even the stuff already on sale. And remember, they make great gifts too. Thank you for blessing me by your prayers and for being a listener to this podcast. If this is your first podcast experience with us, you may want to go back to the trailer episode and learn about the biblical foundation for dialogue journaling, our process for experiencing Jesus. This leads you through the first special place encounter with Jesus as a child. This is a starting point for all of our experiences with Jesus. For best results, it is always good to properly posture your heart for your experience by welcoming Jesus' presence with praise and thanksgiving and playing with him in a special place as a child for a few minutes before asking for anything from him. After you've spent a few minutes with Jesus in the special place, playing and enjoying his presence, Ask him to show you his financial will for your life. He will give you a glimpse of what the capabilities are if you would trust him for that future. Then ask him to show you what's getting in the way of that for you and what can you do to cooperate with this financial destiny. Take all the time you need and record your entire experience in your journal. Well, I hope you've gained a little bit of insight about how God feels about money and prosperity, and you've gotten a bigger picture about what he believes for you, and that you can begin to agree with that and step into that financial destiny. And my prayer is that you grow rich in faith as well. And I hope you will join us on this podcast adventure. Follow this podcast and forward it to others that you think may be blessed by it. And check out all the links below. They are designed to take you deeper. I thank God for you and bless you in Jesus' name.